Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the impact of climate change on investment choices. The other evening, I was at an investment presentation in Naples, Florida. It was organized by the Naples chapter of the Chartered Financial Analyst Institute, of which I'm a member. Florida residents from high-tax states in the Northeast, like New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, are intimately familiar with the challenges of changing your tax domicile. In Naples, and probably anywhere in Florida where you might meet people who've moved south, it's a common topic of conversation. People know the rules affecting them in considerable detail because those northern states make it hard for you to free yourself of their tax regimes. I chatted with one well-known investment professional who was very happy that she finally arranged her life so as to no longer be a Connecticut resident, freeing herself from paying Connecticut taxes on her earned income as well as investment income. She told me how she looked at her 1099 from last year with the portion going in taxes to Connecticut and felt very happy that it wouldn't be happening anymore. That's what these high-tax liberal states are doing, is motivating their residents to leave. As a New Jersey resident myself, for now anyway, I totally understand how she feels. When I'm at investment meetings like this, I usually ask investors if they're worried about climate change. As energy investors ourselves, we think about it a great deal. Jim Cramer recently said fossil fuels were finished, that they're the new tobacco. Investors are certainly shunning energy stocks in recent years, but how much of that is due to climate change versus poor operating results caused by overinvestment and weak oil and gas prices? Because even though we read every day how fossil fuels are on the way out, the world keeps producing and consuming more every year. Anyway, In my unscientific survey of investors at this event, the subject of climate change and investing caused people to stop and think. Investors I spoke with aren't giving it much consideration in choosing their investments. They're not identifying companies who are threatened by global warming, nor are they especially looking for companies that they think will be winners. Energy exposure was underweight among these investors, but that was mostly because it's been underperforming and so it was really more of a momentum play than a long-term assessment. Larry Fink from BlackRock recently said that climate change would be a consideration in all their portfolios going forward. BlackRock runs some of the biggest ESG funds, funds that pick companies based on their environmental, social, and governance scores. BlackRock includes some of the biggest pipeline corporations in those ESG ETFs, including Kinder Morgan, One Oak, and Williams Companies. This is justified because natural gas has done more to lower emissions than anything else because it's displacing coal. As I often say on this podcast, if we could get China and India to switch from coal to natural gas, we'd achieve meaningful reductions in CO2 emissions as well as creating a cleaner environment for the people who live there. Although the energy sector has been weak, there's not much evidence that investors are throwing money at renewables. If you look at ETFs that focus on renewables, They're few in number and they're very small. 
Nextera Energy has had great stock performance, probably in part because of its focus on wind, even though in America we still generate most of our electricity from fossil fuels. In fact, around 64% of our electricity comes from fossil fuels, and only 17% comes from renewables. This is according to data from the US Energy Information Administration. So people I know who drive Teslas love their cars, especially the acceleration, but they're mostly running on fossil fuels. And most owners I've spoken to have a second car for long journeys. I spoke to one very happy Tesla driver the other night, and although he doesn't own a second car, he told me that when he had to drive from Naples to Jacksonville recently, it's about a 350 mile drive, he rented a conventional car for the drive. He thinks of his Tesla as a regional car, which I thought was a nice phrase. Anyway, my main point this week is that when it comes to climate change, there's not much evidence that investors are picking stocks with that in mind. They're avoiding energy mostly because of operating results, although TC Energy and Enbridge showed last year that if you produce free cash flow, investors will buy your stock. They were up 50 and 35% respectively last year. Other pipeline stocks in the American Energy Independence Index will be following the lead of these two big Canadians this year with improved free cash flow. You'll be hearing more from us on that topic in the weeks ahead. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lapp.